This is the Hustler Up Rogers. Yeah, it's fucking me. Yeah, and uh, listen to the fucking Hameen Media Group. That's Ben Hameen, Hameen Media Group from Rip Rogers. Go get him and go fuck yourself. <laughs> yes, y'all, uh, that's right, infidels. Broadcasting declassified live here, Ben Hameen YouTube channel, twitch.tv slash Hameen Media, and exclusively at channelattitude.com. It's Hacker Hameen taking over your ride at five airwaves for your drive home into the oblivion of all the dirt sheet stories in the world of professional wrestling. YOLO! Oh, yeah, man, that felt good. Oh, what a crazy weather week uh, has got me all congested, so I might be on the cough drops here and hitting the cough button. But uh, plenty of work getting done today, man, and we got to clock out with, well, I mean, we're not done yet. We still got the SmackDown Live self-help group later. I appreciate you, T. Uh, even though I got to take out the mafia this weekend uh, in Middle East Merland, West Merland, New York, uh, Mortal Championship Wrestling be on Premier Network. Uh, yeah, man, the Nachi Mafia versus Sons of Allah. The, the saga continues, and my terror network is far superior to any Mafia family. So it's going to be haram when Blaze and I tear it all down, man. So I'm excited to be back on the road this weekend, getting out some of my aggression uh, and beating uh, those noodle heads down to the ground, man. So uh, if you're around, you want to come check it out, uh, Mortal Championship Wrestling this weekend. Uh, Heath Slater, Big Bill Collier, headlining as well as all your favorite mortal stars, Danny Moe, Facade, is doing a uh, whole lesson before the show for two hours seminar. I couldn't think of the word seminar. And there's no, but uh, yeah, if you want to learn that uh, extreme high flyer stuff, Facade's the guy to do it. <laughs> but I had a good time teaching last night, man. Uh, upstate wrestling uh, entertainment, really just uh, my students starting to get out of the the nest a little bit you know what i mean really uh starting to feel the rhythm and starting to become second nature to them after putting in a real serious year of training some are a little more ahead than others but they you you always got to step up your game to to match uh, your opponent so last night i think we felt that we cut some promos and double downs and worked uh some of our more impactful bump holds and slams and arm drags and everything. And they were right with it. They were right with it. Mexican high spot drills. So those aren't day. That's not day one ish. A lot of that stuff doesn't even get done on TV. And I tell them that you might not even use any of this in your matches ever, depending on what your character calls for, but you better know how to do it. And you better know how to bump for it. Cause you don't know who your opponent's going to be at the next show possibly. So you got to be ready willing and able and educated and they they really put in a lot they put in a lot of work this year i'm real proud of them and uh they've got a big match to kick off the shows against the locker room regulators so it's going to be the wrestling school rookies versus the regulators and this grudge match just keeps continuing it'll be interesting to see how my kids step up uh or you know sometimes you got to take a beat and i tell them there's only one way to learn things 
and that's the hard way. So, y'all, I see the chat room filling up on the YouTube side. Retro Rocker Review first in the chat room. Uh, my man, Bobo, uh, the Blue Lodge members there. Man, I saw something, Bobo, on uh, Twitter earlier. Somebody snuck in a camera into a whole Freemason ceremony of where they want the information from Hiram Abiff and they end up killing him as students do. And it's just like the most cringeworthy middle school play of old men dressing up in robes on a checkerboard floor with a Baphomet symbol on the wall and trying to <laughs> carry all this paganism over, bro. It was just like, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was interesting to watch. I mean, I love to see those stooge reports and, and what was a Jumbala or Jumbalo or whatever the secret passwords were. They wouldn't, wouldn't tell them, let them go. Then they conked them on the head and carted them out on a sheet, <laughs> stacked some sticks on them. And that was supposed to be the burial while they said some other dumb shit about Hyrule Biff. It was great. Uh, Jim Harder, what's good to you, brother? Uh, hopefully everything's going good in your week as we wrap it up here on a Friday. Hameen Media Group. 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 And uh, like I said, we'll be watching SmackDown tonight. I got a little hot yesterday. I get hot at myself because I'm passionate. I shouldn't, uh, you know, at this stage of the game, uh, be nearly any emotional towards wrestling and people get bitter i just uh, get critical you know what i mean uh, and should all be able to take advice and maybe i should be able to give it in a more uh pleasing manner digestible manner maybe not pleasing digestible but uh, i'm a rip rogers guy so <laughs> that's my excuse uh and uh you know things on dynamite people are like i love how mean when he's fired up yeah I, I i mean i can do funny hot whatever type of takes you want but Sometimes that that masquerades the message of what I'm trying to do and say, you know, like how Stevie says, I care about people making a living, but I also care about people protecting their art form and not bastardizing it and understanding why things should or should not be done. Uh, and you really shouldn't even be on TV, in my opinion, if you don't know that level of play. So, you know, I can get a little hot on, uh, on things, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a big light diffuse. Well, we'll leave it at that, man. I had a great time with MSG hanging and banging. And uh, yeah, man, here we are in the Friday locker room to wrap it all up. Some interesting headlines today, you guys, but uh, cannabis was going good. It was cool to be in the store. We took some pictures for an upcoming feature we'll probably have on uh, Syracuse.com, I think, um, uh, with uh, JD Love and Hacker Hameen and uh, Raven, our mascot. So it was cool, man. And I, was also in there uh, doing some uh, demo work and, and things along those lines. So it was uh, a big day with the Sawzall doing uh, which is Sizzle. So, you know, man, what are you going to do? Speaking of Sizzle, everybody talking about uh, Snoop Doggy Dizzle. Uh, you know, I like the Bizzle, uh, but again, he doesn't uh, going to be smoking weed going forward, uh, you know, and respect his privacy at this, at this time. And Matt and I talked about it yesterday of how can you even live in a world where snoop dog doesn't smoke weed but hopefully it's his health is good you know what i mean it's nothing lung cancer wise uh, i don't know you know but when you say respect my privacy i worry that maybe he's going through something with that who knows an emphysema or what have you because i'm sure he's got lungs like a hoover as long as he's been uh puffing on it so um you know, we wish the best to Snoop, an icon of our generation that uh, changed the hip-hop game forever, man. So, um, yeah, that doesn't matter from Trailer Park Boys to 
uh, to death row records, man, from Sunnyvale to LA to Long Beach to everywhere in between. It's Snoop Dogg, man. I mean, that's a part of all of our history, dude. So I hope he's fine or if he's quitting, or may, maybe he's just quitting smoking weed and he's going all to edibles. Nobody's even proposed that yet. Maybe he's just going straight gummies from now on. So, um, but y'all, yeah, uh, big Snoop Dogg, a huge wrestling fan. Obviously, we've seen him. At WrestleMania, having moments there and uh, and really saving segments, being a professional performer. So another guy who absolutely has huge respect for what this business is and what what they do or what we do. Um, and <laughs> his his uh, his doggy splash might uh, need a little work, but uh, we'll get the crash pad out and get it going, man. So uh, all, all the best to. Uh, Snoop Dio double jizzy, the fly human being. No, I'm not European being all I can when I put the motherfucking mic in my hand, man. Uh, some of you don't know about the G thing, baby. It's that smooth gangster shit that be driving them crazy. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Uncle Snoop, man. Uh, all, all love from HMG there and do what you got to do. Everything in moderation, you know, we can overdo everything. And uh, making a change in life isn't always the worst thing. It's, it might be the hardest thing. It might not be the worst thing, you know, so... Oh, Minga. What, what did that say? I just flipped through these headlines. Very interesting, very interesting stuff here, guys. Um, I want to bring that up because that is weird. <laughs> Let's go to it, you guys. Let's clock in and clock out for your ride at uh, four to five home on the east side of town. Uh, you know, never do we own it. Uh, so... Yeah, I don't know where you're listening in the world, but hopefully you had a good week this week, and uh, these are your phony-ass wrestling headlines. I put out uh, the link uh, to st the Star Maker and uh, and Renee, and we'll see if they're around. I said, hey, man, you know, it's Friday locker room run-in if you want to. Veterans only, but big shout-out to all the veterans of HMG. Uh, big Ray all day and the vet and Brandon. We had a good time hanging out in the chat room, as well as DJ Mass Effects, my man John Enright. Uh, and uh, all the Wednesday locker room boys, uh, the Andrew Bell, Strangler Steve, Billy Ray Valentine. Who else am I forgetting out here, man? Dr. Jeff Lippman uh, and, and anybody else whose name I might not have given a shout out to you on staff. And as always, my man Kaz doing it real big with social media. William Alicia in the Hami Media Discussion Group doing great moderation for all sports during the weekend as we're all hanging and banging, man. So um, Retro Rocker Review, he was first, so he'll get the question. He says, has the coach of Ultralimey recently messaged for you? Man, that guy, I think, deleted his account. You can go to Hameen Media Group, YouTube. Whoa. Sorry, T. Whoa. And uh, there is the thing that he and Man Beast did. If you need your culture vulture, you fucking bitch, you pussy, uh, to, to Ben Hameen, man. Uh, what what fun that was. Um, so, y'all, uh, man. Uh, let's get to the headlines. Clock in, because I don't know how much voice I got, and I got to do the whole show later as well as well as take the wives out to dinner in between. So <laughs> no rest for the wicked here. Uh, former WWE star claims that him and Michael Cole were making plans to have a match together. Uh, in September of 2023, multiple WWE superstars were released from the company following Endeavor's acquisition, including Top Dollar of Hit Row. He posted on X that Dollar responded, uh, to a quote from singer Billy Irish that he claimed men don't face criticism about their bodies and girls aren't nice. Dollar wrote the following. He said, a six-year-old documented racist called me fat, a whale, a manatee, and worthless on his show for like a year straight. And nobody batted an eye because it's I. 
because when I see him in person, I'm going to take care of business myself. Don't start acting like I'm the bad guy. Uh, so he's talking about Cornette, and him and Cornette went back and forth. But a fan replied uh, and wrote that Dollar didn't have this energy when Michael Cole was doing it, though. Here was Dollar's response. He says, wait until you idiots realize me and Michael was working together and y'all was too dense to catch on. Michael's a real one. <laughs> uh, me and Cole wanted a match at PLE. We even had it planned out. I throw him around for five minutes. I get cocky. I get distracted insert wrestler here and he beats me with a small package one two three and that's how it could have could and should have been if they were getting that flop dollar and all that and ribbing them yeah get the heat on them but pay it off you know but um he's gonna get heat on cole and then get rolled up after a quick run and sure easy spot and would have got a good pop too instead they could tell you they're building to that and then they just cut you never pay anything off and you just look kind of like a goof to some degree. But the fact that he went back at Cornette and going back and forth and, uh, you know, uh, I, that was another little, uh, thing from earlier in the week where I wasn't too proud of myself of like, dude, what, like, I guess like you go at my homies, you're going to fucking catch both barrels. You know what I mean? And when he, when he went at Kane and about the gun shit and, and I, I just sent that to Stevie we had a private conversation and then all the shit that he's pulls on Russo. And I'm just like, you don't get over on hacker like that. You know, it's not my fight to my hill to die on, but, um, I'm tired of, uh, trying to put people over just cause they were over in the fucking eighties. Like there's some wrestling God that should be worshiped at, at all cost, or you don't want it with him because he'll get you on, on the mic. I don't give no fucks. He has no hold over me. And when backed into a corner, he always chicken shits, but that's what his manager character is. But in real life, that's it too. So the way he toes these party lines for politics, I just don't understand how anybody who's a top level mafia guy in this wrestling mafia can sell for politics. Like, the way they do. And even King B who I got love for does it, does the same thing on some degree, but like, I just like, you're, you're getting worked. So why are you selling for it? I don't understand that from a top level worker. And that's what it comes down to. But when you talk this shit back and forth in public and go at Kane, or you fucking have threatened uh, Russo's life and you probably got straps at home, but everybody else has got to give their shit up except you. Right. Like, now you're not walking it like you talk it. You're just a bunch of fucking Southern fried bullshit, hot air. And uh, when top dollar went back at him, I was glad to see him stand up for himself and not, not take any of that bullshit. And yeah, you have to eat that when you're in WWE, I guess, depending on where you are, because that can get you fired doing that stuff. Cause Becky Lynch and Ali and the cool kids club tried to go at Vince with the who dis and you a hoe or whatever the fuck. But, um, top dollar waited till afterwards to mention something. And then Calder Cornette tries to pour gas on that fire. But the reality is, is fuck you, man. <laughs> you know, so that's how it goes down. Uh, I see the chat filling up here. You guys, as I ran on media M five, always great to have him hanging and banging Mars of the Bake boys club. You know, he's doing them dabs and uh boar meets world podcast. The boy meets world podcast uh shout out to you guys I haven't seen you in a minute and my guy todd brantley's uh getting ready for a weekend on the road in the locker room i'm sure as well so um yeah man i was uh going through uh doing my christmas shopping 
Uh, and I, I, there's no better place to go well, than prowrestlingtees.com slash benhameen. Or if you want Christmas canceled, cameo.com slash benhameen. Uh, but really, WWEshop.com clearance section is my favorite place to go to see all the shitty shirts that uh, and, and pieces of merch that they made. And I think I've got my eye on something special for Russo and Stevie this year. Um, so <laughs> might have to place an order this weekend. Uh, wait till Cyber Monday, Deuce. God damn it. Cyber sex me. People still doing that? Cyber sex? Uh, <laughs> typing and jacking. Oh, but y'all, uh, man, there was some funny stuff on there. In fact, I posted one, I think they're $10, the Becky Lynch lemon shirt. And boy, what <laughs> they should bring that back. I, I I'm almost excited and can't wait to see the disses. Like you could get so much mileage ribbing Becky Lynch on being stupid. Uh, after this week, after making a record appearance on Jeopardy, going 0 for 60 questions and coming out negative 2,500 that they had to spot her 500 at the end and then give her the final Jeopardy answer so she wasn't completely embarrassed. Um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see who gets the shots in on her because you know they're, I would be writing tons of jokes. If I was Naya, I would carry that bit if I was every writer there, I would carry that bit that everybody insults Becky for the rest of her career. Uh, I would even do the what is or who is based on anything she says going forward in a promo. She could say and be as pissed as, as she wants to be. And I go, I'm sorry, Becky, we needed that in the form of a question. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh interesting interesting stuff man and uh i'm sure embarrassment that you have to take and it's just what it is but you're also uh a, a jeopardy question under yourself which professional wrestler uh <laughs> was taken to the mat on celebrity jeopardy in uh, 2023 uh so interesting interesting yeah, and uh, Mars of the Bake Boys Club said his two-year-old got one right. Damn, but a dumb Becky. Uh, and it's Celebrity Jeopardy. So it's like the Special Olympics of Jeopardy at that point, right? So um, do I think she was working it and did it on purpose? I, I don't think so, man. Not when her character is supposed to be cool, be the man, and all that shit. The man does not go 0 for 60 uh, in Jeopardy, bro. So hilarious, 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 bro. Um, but that's the way she goes, boys. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, we'll wait on that one here. Update on the pyro burn that Chris Jericho reportedly suffered on AEW Dynamite. Um, again, and when they made their big uh, Golden Jets entrance, um, Jericho claimed that he burned his arm during Kenny Omega's entrance this past Wednesday was overblown. It was said there was no damage after a spark hit the AEW world champion's arm and the Jericho was having fun on the internet with it before the story got exaggerated. Oh, great. So a non-story story. Who wrote this? You're going to be fired. Uh, Danny uh, Wollstenholm. Oh, my God. Um, it doesn't matter because that match was ridiculous, especially with the dude riding the bike to the stage. But even more ridiculous than that is our – Running another day for the Friday locker room. He's jacked, he's ripped, and he's coming to a town near you soon. It's Renee Dupree. What's good, buddy? How you doing? Living the dream, buddy. Living the dream. <laughs> oh, thanks for taking a minute in my invitation, bro. Uh, 
Hey, man. Anything yeah. for you, pal. Yeah, we can do some water break. Hell yeah. Uh, what's new and exciting? I was just working on the dispensary all morning, man. Yeah. So... I was in there with the saws all going at her, fucking <laughs> chopping shit out, and took it to the dump and got rid of all that, and uh, checked in on my other businesses, and just doing the ride at five on the way home, man, for the Hami Media Faithful. For it, we're live right now, but as always, uh, channelattitude.com. What uh, I'm talking about wrestling news. What's new and exciting? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I was uh, just, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you were in backstage when I was not burying, but how about Becky Lynch going 0 for 60 on Celebrity Jeopardy, bro? <laughs> that they, she ended with negative $2,500. They had to spot her 500 and probably gave her the, the answer at the end, which was Salvador Dali, which she probably never would have gotten if, depending on the rest of the show, right? So it was, so, it was, was pretty like, embarrassing. Shit. What's that? Was this for like a charity? So yeah, yeah, they had to give her five hundred so she could double it up to a thousand. So they gave her the answer. Wow. Yeah, dude. And she was up there with Macaulay Culkin and um, Rachel Dratch from Saturday Night Live, and uh, and they smoked her. And that was really just a game between that those two. But the man did not do what the man should have done on Jeopardy, bro. Wow. And I'm interested to see. How they're gonna rib that on Raw? Pay, dude, I would keep ribs on her going all for the rest of her career, possibly. So, even though it was an embarrassing performance, it will go down as a trivia question unto itself of the the worst performance ever on Celebrity Jeopardy, which is really like the Special Olympics of Jeopardy, right? So, oh, you know they're gonna rib her somehow. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> stupid. In, which which show is she on? Is she on Raw? Uh, I think so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, another big piece of news, man. Vince McMahon, you might have heard of him. Uh, he sold uh, 8.4 million shares of TKO, cashing out at $641 million, $641.8 million. Um, and it really would have been over $7 million if he had done it the week before that's how much the stock dropped was half of i mean when you when you're cashing in 8.4 million if you wait a week it was at 83 and then he cashed in at 76.41 so <laughs> leaving half a mil on the table in a week's time just based on the stock market bro i know we can't we can't fathom that but for him he's like ah that's the way it is right wow <laughs> wow yeah what 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 why Okay, I, I can't get into a billionaire's mindset, but yeah, what what do you reckon? What's your conspiracy theory on that? Oh, you know, <laughs> you you know me well, my friend. Uh, well, what would you do if you were a billionaire and you needed liquid cash at a high, uh, you know, quickly, right? And you're moving into something, six hundred forty-one million. So let's just say two thirds of a billion, right? What costs that amount? Why would you need that money? I can't what, what would you buy with it? What What are the only things that cost six hundred million dollars? Well, a brand new jet. That's fifty million. Wow. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Your own wrestling promotion? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I already got it. He's going to buy the XFL back for the third time. Third time's a charm, pal. Right. <laughs> no. Uh, what's the biggest thing you could buy? Fuck, I don't know. Jesus Christ. An a election. Power? An election. 
<laughs> he's not going to run. He's not going to no, run. No, he's not going to run. But who was on Capitol Hill this week? Did you see that news yesterday in the buzz? Fucking the, rock. the Rock is in in D.C. And, and or can you imagine Rock and Donald Trump on the same ticket backed with Vince McMahon money? So do you think? They're going to run against each other or with each Why other? Why wouldn't you put Rock vice president and fucking Trump as president? That's the only way that Trump could win. I Really? You don't think Trump? I, I think if Vince backed Trump alone, that Trump could still win. Yeah. But you put the Rock behind him, and He's now you... <laughs> what else would you need $641 million for? Now, is that because he wants more favors? Political favors. I what favors do you need left? Yeah, you're the you're really the ambassador, and Vince McMahon is the best ambassador to the Middle East that we have right now, right? Like the conduit, the open to Dubai, and even Dana said that he got the the deal done for them with a phone call for UFC, and, and while while they were taking him off the board of Endeavor because he's a liability because of the NDAs but they're still blowing sunshine up his ass to get that big deal done with the Saudis. Vince can go to China. Vince can go to Australia. Vince can go to Germany and, and his product is loved everywhere. Right? So there really is nobody that's more of a global organization than WWE at this point. Well, so can yeah, get to China. I think so. Yeah. They were going to do, weren't they going to do like NXT Beijing or some shit like that? They were. Forget, I mean, you sent you sent Cena there. He's doing he's doing Cantonese and shit, right? Oh, that said, out for me. <laughs> yeah, I would get a translator. I wouldn't try and fucking do it myself. Right. Next time. Um. So, but President uh, Xi Ping was just in San Francisco trying to stroke Biden, but uh, he wants to open the door. A Hollywood movie star is an easy guy. The Rock can go anywhere on the planet, just like when we were kids. Hogan could, and people would know exactly who the fuck he is, right? Yeah. You send any senator from America, they're not going to know who the fuck it is. The Rock shows up. I don't give a fuck if you're in North Korea, like all that shit. If even in North Korea, that dude wants to hang out with Dennis Rodman, you think he wouldn't want to hang out with The Rock too? Right. Right. <laughs> So that's my biggest conspiracy, Renee, is I don't think they'll run against each other. Even though The Rock endorsed Biden and Kamala Harris, you could see they had like his <laughs> Hollywood studio contract off screen ready to rip it up if he didn't. The Rock is really a conservative, especially when you make that you're the highest paid guy in Hollywood. Like when you got that kind of money, that you absolutely are. And now here we are with a war chest of two-thirds of a billion dollars to, behind us. Why does Vince need to be in the front? He can be the puppet master like he's always been, peeking through the curtain, right? Wow. What do you think? What, what do you think about the United States if that goes down, bro? Wow. That's heavy, man. <laughs> uh, but that's just what I see, because why else would you need that kind of money at that age to cash out that instant liquidity? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> it's 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 got to be something big. It's got to be. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. And what The Rock said about potentially running for president of the United States, 
he said uh, it's crazy and it's wild. This uh, run for president talk has kind of been in the ether for the past couple of years, and it's just never stopped being surreal. It was incredible. It came from D.C. We sat down. The poll was something like 50% of Americans would support me running for president. It's just so crazy. So, by the way, thank you. But it's like, dude, we've talked about this. It's like not too long ago, years, I was wrestling in flea markets, 40 bucks per match, hoping that I just got a free corn dog at the end of the night. And now here we are years later, I'm sitting with you and this talk's come up and it's real. And I'm so grateful that almost 50%, uh, I thank you uh, for betting on me, by the way, I appreciate it. So, I mean, it, the non-answer answer, he tries to give the dad answer, wanting to be home with the little girls, but you don't say no to the power players of Hollywood that already got their hooks in you. Here's what pops me, though, because I, I think about this for myself, of like, no way could I even run for local politics because all they got to do is like roll, like, oh, yeah, this guy, roll his promos, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> but what happens when they roll, la, 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 and pie-eating, jabroni-beaten, and now you've got Mr. Grab him by the pussy with Mr. Eat the pie all in one, bro. Like those old school, you know that the militant woke culture, cancel culture will come for him based on those 1990s promos, bro, of uh, there, there's some there's some shit in there that, uh, you know, will make people laugh. But at the same time, will they'll have a point in 2023 with it trying to bury him, you know? Yeah, but I mean, it's entertainment. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, well, I guess politics is too at this point. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, if he has any type of skeletons in his closet, you know they're going to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Somebody, somebody's got, you know, you don't get over in Hollywood without him having uh, something on you. Something. In the dress and all that shit, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> no doubt. Um, Let's see here. Um, AEW. Wow. Here we go. You guys, uh, usually <laughs> now that I'm in dispensary world, I'm already, my mind's like out of the wrestling world, but I know our listeners will start putting me over for this, but, uh, here we go. AEW hiring a vice president of people and culture to work directly with Tony Khan. AEW is looking to bolster its human relations department. According to AEW website, the company is seeking a new VP of people and culture to work with Khan. The role entails regular talent management tasks, such as recruitment and retention, employee relations, succession planning, compensation design, total rewards. I don't know what that means. Uh, training, executive coaching, and people development. As per the job description, the new VP of People and Culture will also collaborate with Khan and the rest of AEW's upper management team to shape and refine the culture and employee experience. Furthermore, the new vice president will be required to create, implement, and monitor programs and policies that support AEW's core values. Besides sitting alongside the broader executive management team, serving as a strategic thought partner on AEW's overall business, it was also noted that the person will oversee the individual success of AEW's various other departments. So this is the past. Yeah. yeah, right. Like uh what what's going on here, man? I understand from the beginning. He reminds me of Jim Barnett mm -hmm. and he needs an Ole Anderson. 
What can you explain how and why for for our listeners? Because I, I get what you're saying there, but uh Barnett was a, an incredibly intelligent businessman, had a lot of connections to television, but pro wrestling just wasn't his deal. Yeah, right. But he was a great businessman. Same with Tony Khan. He he had connections with all the television, right? Him and his father. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But wrestling, yeah, he's he loves it, he's passionate about it, but it's still he doesn't have enough experience in it other than being a fan. Oli was a wrestler for decades, right? Probably a decade before he got into the booking. And he's stern. He's fucking strict. He's does, you know, people said he was an asshole and a bully. Yeah, well, you gotta be you gotta be a man's man in a fucking man's world, right? Yeah, sure. So that's what he needs. Someone with a lot more experience that can guide him through. Not as fucking, you know, <laughs> R-rated as Oli was. Right? Sure. Dropping end bombs and in the light. You want you want a fifty percent Rip Rogers. You need somebody. You need a little Arlie Ermy full metal jacket, but not full on. He's gonna put the rifle in his mouth and blow his head off, Gomer Pyle style, right? Like, right. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't want to be the heavy, but this seems like somebody who kind of oversees all of the underlings to babysit them where they need to go because it seems like everything is in a little bit of disarray across the board. He right? needs a fucking booker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he use all these know. fancy terms, dude, but I'm a fucking pro wrestler. <laughs> wrestling. He needs a fucking booker, right? He, but yeah, he needs a consigliere. He needs somebody above him, a big brother, to snap him in because what you said is absolutely right. And it's just the fact of you can't be in kindergarten and think you're going to walk on and be able to play at a varsity level. You just right. don't have the chops. And this isn't a thing running a TV show, four, three TV shows, that you can learn on the job. You right. know, like, you know what I mean? You have to come from the carny side, have your stuff wired to get the opportunity. You don't start with the opportunity and hope to get it right because it's a recipe for disaster, you know? And now we're at the point where, okay, I had fun, but I really do need somebody still. And you could smarten him up and bring his mind along, but you got to be his Obi-Wan Kenobi to Luke Skywalker, you yeah. know? Yeah. He's got the love and the passion for it, but you really got to school him on how and why. And right. I'm sure he's learned a lot of hard lessons the hard fucking way already, you know? In the last four <laughs> years, fuck yeah, I lost a lot of money too. <laughs> uh, but it's nice, you know? like, uh, My co-host James did some research, and I guess the TV deals aren't going as smoothly as maybe one would think. And, you know, he gave away that match, Omega versus uh, MJF on that collision yeah. show. And we're all scratching our heads wondering why. And it could potentially be that the network is pressuring him to deliver higher ratings for his television shows. Oh, I wouldn't doubt that. And you the network I mean? he's on is, is in the red, too, in millions and millions of dollars. I heard that within the next two years, I think I, it was even Variety, that it's projected that NBC Universal will consume uh, what is it Warner uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, so oh. we'll go from five to four media conglomerates, bro. Wow! <laughs> and then NBC Universal, which is really GE, uh, will own WWE and AEW's content. Well, not own, but lease lease the rights to it. Wow! Should be interesting. I put out there. Tony Khan should take 
and and double down and invest, take himself out of the Booker's chair and buy the CW network, call it Channel Wrestling, put on NWA. Now he owns NXT, the rights to it while it's on there since he signed. So now he'd be the boss of those guys overnight in what it is. And if he wanted to be a dick, he could put NXT on at two in the morning. Not me. I'd, I'd you know, put it on at the prime time. And you could have ROH on there and AEW, Channel Wrestling, and he's got it all under one thing. He's got the money to do it. Wow. <laughs> wow. But four years of getting your ass kicked, you know what that's like, bro. What's what's four years on the road mean? Like four hard years. And that's just you and I as wrestlers trying to earn our paycheck. Imagine going four years and losing $150 million. Well, they're only running, what, once a week? Yeah. 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 Three times with a pay-per-view. That's what it's it's five the five hour tapings, bro. Like the audience is burnt after like that's what there's no five hour movies. (laughs) You know, well, no wonder that when they return to these same towns, they're fucking half half the attendance because they come out the first time. Yeah. Fuck. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see which way things go. Uh, we've seen some people in the last week, which I think who I think have money written on them, like uh, Butcher and Blade and Bunny. They they left this week, uh, this past week there, and it'll be interesting to see who else kind of goes. They WWE did what they want to. They pulled Jade Cargill, right? They got her. They'll probably get MJF. Will Do you think Punk will show up at Survivor Series in Chicago or not? What's uh, the son-in-law's quote? What's best for business? Yeah, what's best for business, right? Yeah. I think they're kayfabing the whole roster and the creative team with inside the creative team is making the call. Because if you do the show and... What's that? Isn't it so much better when you don't know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. Because I've got the stooge report on who the AEW signing is for this weekend, but I'm not going to stooge it. I I, I don't want to be that guy, you know. I'm going to predict it's Dolph Ziggler, but whatever. Uh, That's that's the heavy bet. And maybe it'll be both of them. But it it won't hurt business. It'll be good for business. Uh (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'll say. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, so, you know, that'll, that it'll be interesting. I don't know if he'll shake things up crazily, but even the moves he made for sting, uh, I was super pumped to see the outrunners get to be part of stings last run and they bring in flair the week before and we haven't seen him since. Right. Right. Like, and, and, and we should be having a little bit, it seems like one week we do something, set it up, and then we go three weeks completely cold and we don't even know what's going on. Even at the end of last week's show, they threw the acclaim through windows and everything. That's what we should be starting the show off with, right? Right. There was no even mention of them this week on this week's show. That's <sighs> <laughs> tough shit, bro. No. That's, hey, you threw me through a window. No hard feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that that time was on Nitro and Kevin Nash took fucking Rey Mysterio and launched him like a lawn dart right into yeah. the <laughs> yep. How cool that was, and they replayed it over and over and over again on television, right? Cool. Yeah. And now they they put a guy through it, or, or 
Shawn Michaels putting fucking Janetti through yeah, the Yeah, through the through the yeah, play glass. Poor Ray, man. I mean that 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 when he launched him that's on spot, the one that sticks out in my mind. And it's so dangerous and it looked good on paper, but big show and Ray when he had him in the backboard and he strapped in and his arms were strapped in, he swung him like a baseball bat against the the post, but then he just there. dropped him. Oh, and Ray just Ray's arms are strapped in, he couldn't fucking protect him. There. Ray got put, uh, hauled off to the, to the hospital that night. I was at that Jesus. Jesus. Vince well, was why don't you rub it in that you're a WWE guy and I'm not? Why don't you make me feel a little worse about it? <laughs> well, no. It's <laughs> really story. No, why don't you get up, why don't you get up and show your abs off, Big Chin? Okay? No, Come on. No, I'm not doing that right now. <laughs> Vince, was, Vince was fucking hot. Yeah. Off, and Big Show was crying backstage. Was he? Yeah, I would have felt bad too, and it's just because they strapped his arms in. If he would have had him on top, he would have been able to protect himself. But okay. that one sticks out in my mind as a holy fuck. I remember we just were shocked when we saw that sitting there, bro. Yeah, well, that was too dangerous, right? So yeah, yeah. But Ray, man, fucking, he's had some serious, serious close calls that really could have been major career enders. Even the one with Logan Paul, uh, you know, at the last pay per view where he uh, was back. Far, but still saved him. You know that was Logan's out of position. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, how many matches this guy had, and he's on pay per view in fucking front of you know right. hundred thousand, bro. You were like, ah, Logan's out. I'm like, that's his eighth match. Oh, <laughs> eighth match just, right. like half a dozen, if that, right? Yeah, if that, bro. So oh. like, I, I can't hold that dude. And he blew his ACL out and still did the power slide to get into position to cut to catch him, bro. So. You know, people people just think that everybody's invincible and this shit just comes easy. Dude, any anybody with eight matches ever under their belt would be shitting their pants to walk even down the aisle to get in the ring, man. Yeah. Crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, let's see here. What else we got? Uh, I guess the the person before that had kind of had that position was uh fallen angel Chris Daniels was kind of the head of that PR position or whatever it is there. Uh um, did you watch Dynamite or no? Dude, there was this terrible fucking video game match that they did with Jericho and all and everybody the guys from Japan. Buddy rides a 10 speed down to the ring with a pipe and is like trying to hit people with it. Abushi is. Then they take the 10 speed, put it in the ring, slam them on a 10 speed, which I mean, I can't tell you how many times a rips class rip would be like, bring in the bike, boys. We're going to do 10 speed slams. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, and just a lot of weird and shitty spots. But it's to promote this whole video game that's coming out that's about the Yakuza or some shit in Japan. And I'm going to myself, why the fuck are we not promoting our video game? It's Black Friday. We have our own that we need to sell through Christmas. But nah, let's do this fucking wacky match that's going to be all over Botchamania this week. Right. Oh, uh, they're bringing in that DDT style to fucking. Oh, I mean, if you're going to copy a Japanese promotion, why copy one of the worst fucking promotions? I mean, is that what they're known for? These fine kind oh, of hokey, hokey, uh, stupid. The Where do you think the dick flip got originated? Oh, okay. Okay. The DDT. It's the shit. Yeah. It's embarrassing. And the gotcha. work suck. Anyway. 
I'm just, you get one chance to make that first impression. And if they are such marks for Kota Ibushi, him riding a 10 speed, hitting a guy with a pipe is not the, <laughs> the fucking entrance. Dude, I would want he, was, him, he was, he's soft, man. He's usually shredded, man. He looks he, like for him, he doesn't look good at all physically. No, no, he's, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's been at it for a while too. Who knows like what shape his neck body in at this point, you know, and then True. taking all these stupid bumps too on the outside. Yeah, true. But I'm just like, here we are missing again, man. Like, why are we promoting? I mean, sure, I'm sure they gave him money, but I would be promoting my own shit going into Black Friday to try and pump those sales. So, but Don Stevens was the referee in that match. Oh, well, there's a game changer. <laughs> um, Cough button. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tony Khan as well. Uh, you might have heard him about his uh, big Annie's important announcements. Says something I weigh all the time because we have to announce matches and announce moments and announce huge things and signings. Sometimes you just try to do what feels right and create engagement. That's something we've been able to do, whether it's on TV or social media. This goes on and on. It's about the Continental Classic. So this is something I wanted to bring up. They, they're doing, which uh, my guys told me they stole this from New Japan too. Out of nowhere, a round-robin tournament over the next 12 weeks called the Continental Classic, which really just makes me want to have breakfast when I hear that. But backstage, he's got Brian Daniels. Bro, he's got his head wrapped with a bandage across his eye, across the broken orbital bone. Like, cringeworthy, like, dude, why is Brian Daniels on TV all fucked up? And even Brian Daniels is putting it over, like, and I'll be there to fight. I'm like... Dude, your eye was hanging out of your head two weeks ago at the end of the fucking show. Like, I would not want that look. And I just can't believe these things keep happening on TV like that where nobody's like, time out, pump the brakes. Don't you know? Like, Brian should be smart enough to the business to realize, okay, here's my chance to fucking sell this, have a big comeback, and fucking make money with this angle because it's fucking legit. Yeah. But no, let's go back right away. Like, what yeah, the fuck? right away, dude. Right away. You're not a businessman. You're a goddamn moron. Yeah. That what it what is it being that punch drunk? You know what I mean? The like, should he even be having any matches after the concussion uh, retirement in WWE? Now we've had broken orbital bones, right. shoulder, and concussion all in AEW, and I can't tell you one moment since he signed with AEW where I'm like, yeah. That sticks out as a pinnacle in his career. No, no, no. You sell it, you sell it, and then you fucking, it's business, dude. You, you're there to make money. That's what you should be there for. Yeah. And then if your fucking ego is you want to wrestle, yeah, I want to wrestle too, but I want to be the reason why we fucking did great business. That's something to brag about. Not that I had a five-star Meltzer match. Right. Like, well, oh. the, the other side of that coin is, uh, and this could be a slim chance, but uh, I think maybe he doesn't want to go home because he's tired of hearing like, oh, my God, did you take the garbage out yet? Well, that all, <laughs> all the Bella talk, right? Right. He <laughs> fucking spend all his money on fucking handbags. Yeah. Brian, are we going to, are we going hiking this weekend? Oh <laughs> uh, so that you'd be like, no, no, I'm on the road. I'm on the road this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's just out. So fuck it. Um, this is another confusing one, man, because, uh, your fellow countryman, Edge Adam Copeland on uh, his creative direction. He says, I got some good stories I can tell. 
says, what I've noted in the creative process and some of the freedom that comes along with that, and I think that's really been fun, not that I have the creative freedom, but I've been lucky in regard to that over the years, but it's different when there's no shareholders and it's different when there's not a structure in uh, that regard. And this goes on, you guys can read it on nodq.com, but it's interesting, again, a big, big money acquisition, top name, Hall of Fame hire, and he hasn't been on the show in the last two weeks. And people are like, well, he's on collision. That's 330000 they were down to. Why is he not your headliner? You paid for him to be a headliner. Daniel Bryan on the shelf. Why aren't we doing things across the board on all three shows with this guy if we're taping all of them in a five-hour taping session? What the fuck is going on here? So whether bringing in Flair, Sting's retirement, Edge, and the story that should be going on with uh, him and Christian, it just nothing gets played out week to week to week, man. Well, maybe that's why he's hiring that fucking guy with all those titles with those words. <laughs> what they fucking mean, right? <laughs> hiring a booker. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of titles, we did have a record-breaking AEW this week, a, a tie yeah. for the titles. Only four titles on this week's show, the lowest since July, I believe. I believe my, our uh, lady at arms, Liz, had it July 13th or 23rd. I could be wrong. Um, where that was the other lowest title number uh, uh, on the show. So well, tied for the lowest. Yeah, well, that shows that their business is dead because they only have four titles. <laughs> well, they've got 16, but they just showcased four. That's wow. all. <laughs> wow. Um, well, dude. Yeah, I have to get ready for my show. Not a problem, dude. I appreciate all your time, man. It's always good talking with you, bro. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. And uh, everybody in the chat, please support Ben. He's a fucking great guy. And uh, I'll probably send you a link one of these days coming up so you can make a surprise run into my show. How about that? You got it. Me and Don Stevens will be there, pal. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my brother. Be safe. All okay? right, later. Rene Dupree, the French tickler himself, you guys. Uh, hanging and banging here in the Friday locker room. What an awesome dude. Uh, really appreciate uh, our new friendship, and uh, hopefully we get to do a show before uh, we hang him up here. I know he's going all over America. He's uh, crossing back across the border, so check it out. I saw a picture of all of La Resistance back together, uh, the con man and and everybody. So it was, uh, it was good to see that, man. And fuck, guy is uh, as shredded as he was when he was 22 years old and signed, bro. Pictures of him the other day. So if you need some tape trader masturbator shit, I'm sure you can hop over to his Instagram. But uh, give Cafe De Renee a follow. Big shout out to his producer, James, over there. And we have a, a good time hanging out. Paul London, always a, a great guest to listen to as well. Love seeing Stevie over there and everybody who keeps popping up. So uh, make sure you're subscribing over on Cafe de Renee YouTube channel, you guys. Uh, appreciate him. Uh, acknowledge him, goddammit. Uh, this is interesting. Gunther uh, refers to former WWE Intercontinental Champion as the new Hulk Hogan. Um, Gunther commented on the former IC champ in the aftermath of his remarks toward the Ultimate Warrior on WWE's The Bump. Gunther said the following about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He says, I think... He's the new Hulk Hogan. I think in terms, if you ask random people on the street in some random country, they'll say The Rock and connect it with wrestling and the most famous, but I categorize him as a showman as well. Wow. So I think uh, obviously what Renee and I were talking about earlier, this is exactly what Gunther's saying, uh, and he's Mr. Uh, Germany himself. So 
as a global uh, perspective of a superstar, that's very interesting to me going back to our conversation of what Vince is going to spend his money on and to see Rock rolling through D.C. with all this uh, drop a pebble in the pond propaganda. But will they pit them against each other? I think they'll be on the same team. I mean, it's it's all it's all team wrestling. Vince McMahon, Donald Trump, and The Rock. I mean, it's it's a global entity of billionaires together. The three of them, you're gonna there. People are gonna want to root for that team no matter what. So, um, yalla, man. Uh, shout out to Frank Ben. Get Jason Sensation on the show, please. Absolutely, would love to have Jason Sensation uh, on. Uh, that was one of my highlight master shoot theaters they get to work with a guy who was so goddamn entertaining that i love to watch when uh you know before i got into the business and to be able to cross over with him on russo brand that way and uh just a, a great dude and i will reach out to jason we'll have some fun for sure um i'll have kaz do it actually <laughs> uh not that i'm too too big to reach out to jason sensation i'm just fucking manically crazy everywhere uh gunther also praised jeff jarrett he says i think he's one of the smartest guys in the sport because we have we have in 2023 and he's still a very good position at another company i think having a career that long and being in all kinds of positions this business has to offer yeah congratulations on that career you really figured it out yeah i mean well second generation and uh, i think gunther has a damn good uh, eye on who's who in this business and what real standing is, you know what I mean? Um, really put the time into himself and uh, getting into shape. And, and this run that he's been on is, uh, has been spectacular. I don't really like the dissension storyline inside of Imperium. I don't think we need it. I would rather have uh, El Duce and, uh, you know, uh, Hitler and Goebbels together, or Stalin and Hitler, really. It's really Stalin, Hitler, and, uh, and El Duce himself, right? Uh, so... I don't think you need to split those guys up. Just make them a big heel European faction. I think it's great stuff there. Um, but Gunther said on the bump, I, I, I didn't see it. So Gunther says the ultimate warrior was not an athlete and not a professional wrestler. He says um, the warrior's name is brought up. This is what Gunther said about. It. He said, these are the real dark ages. He was, he's a showman. He's not an athlete, not a professional wrestler. He's a showman. Now, everybody knows why I have to be the one to keep this title for the longest time in history to wash its reputation clean and set it a new standard. I, I don't mind that. It's not. It's a backhanded burial. Uh, but he's not wrong because Gunther is probably more of a wrestling purist and, and Ultimate Warrior was a power lifter, you know, dude on tons of gas <laughs> and maybe didn't know much about uh, putting together a match that went longer than six minutes, but that's why you have competent heels to work around him to lead him that way in a Papa Shango or a Jake Roberts or whatever it is. And in fact, my students had on the uh, uh, he's getting ready for the casket match with the undertaker and Jake Roberts putting him in the casket and locks it and opens it up and he sits up and he's like, that's the same look the undertaker's eyes brother you've got the look of the undertaker like that those old school things pop me bro but a showman absolutely and even the fact of this be 260 pounds of rock solid fucking muscle and then go run a hundred yard dash to the ring as fast as you can shake the shit out of the ropes underneath super bright lights and be blown up and then go try and wrestle. Now, usually it was just what? Clothesline, clothesline, gorilla press slam, 
fucking warrior splash one two three so you could get it done quick enough but he you know power lifter doesn't matter how many cycles you're taking whatever he he is an athlete you know uh to say he's not an athlete not a professional wrestler i guess it just comes down to what you need i think you can be a professional wrestler and do next to nothing if you can get over you know like uh, if all you need is a choke slam would you say 911's not a professional wrestler from ECW? I don't know. Sorry, cough button. Um, everybody's got a part to play in the show, you know? And if you're the fucking jacked up freak who only goes two minutes and you're just hitting like rolling thunder and lightning coming through in a big storm, everybody's a pro wrestler. Pro wrestler means performer. And, and people got pissed about performance artists when – you know, Jordan Grace and everybody was saying that shit to try and get out of the stigma of something. I think it's just a hierarchy of what a performance artist is, and it's fine to be proud of that and and what you do. Not everybody has to be able to go out there and pull 60 minutes on the show, you know. Uh, as soon as I hit my entrance, they got their, their money's worth. So um, I get it, though, if Gunther's in half character here protecting the integrity of the intercontinental title of what he's trying to do in his run why he would say that but then they also just released uh dana warrior uh you know in in cutbacks when they had the big hundred uh release when endeavor took over so <laughs> after the warrior award and after uh, you know, his induction of the Hall of Fame and passing away right away. Now it's cool to go back and shit on the Warrior like it's the destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD. Uh, I don't know. That's weird, man. I don't know, dude. Um, yo, uh, Jason does a great Booker T. I mean, Jason does a great goddamn uh, every every impersonation, man. His Owen, his Brett, his his Piper uh is is second to none dude just uh great some people just have that natural talent i i used to love when i was a kid impersonators dude even rich little and other people had great ones you know what i mean but uh some of the ones uh daryl hammond uh and and uh you know a lot of the set phil hartman stuff um uh was was great stuff too man so some people just have that natural chameleon talent there where their voice can do it and then others have kind of the same vocal range where it's either me as Vince or killer cross and will Sasso as uh Jesse Ventura is so spot on or um, what's good brother who does uh, uh, Daniel Soder uh, who doing macho man is scary, scary good. <laughs> so yeah, just uh, it's who inspires us, I guess, and who we connect with, but it's in that vocal range, man. So it's good time good time it's fun it's fun to play other people like that too because when you embody them you might i tell us my students learn to do impersonations learn to do impressions because you might be doing a satire piece on wrestling where you're you know imitating the nwo or dx and you gotta do triple h's voice or what have you so but what is that power of playing that person different from you what when you're playing that character is different where you can go oh man I usually don't do that, but let me take a little bit. Let me take a little of their sauce and sprinkle it in mine and see how what comes out next over there, right? So 
uh, getting out of our own comfort zones and playing somebody else can be a scary thing, but we can really learn a lot from uh, the embodiment of what they're, what makes them powerful characters as well, or weak. If you're a, if you're a strong alpha character, what's it feel like to be vulnerable? Who's a vulnerable character that a Hobbs or a, a Brian Cage should try and emulate to be like, wow, that's not what I usually do. Usually I'm the incredible Hulk, you know, what's the opposite of that? So, um, yeah, this one was a uh, one person potentially ruled out for AEW's contract signing segment, uh, in 2023 full gear. Uh, there has been uh, internet speculation that Mercedes Monet will appear at full gear. According to Fightful select AEW talent has also been wondering about Khan's announcement. Uh, though we're heard as far back as August that they were working on plans for the two sides to work together. Plan isn't announced is, isn't to announce her this weekend at full gear. If people in the company are to be believed several stated that when asked, it was indicated that full gear announcement isn't Mercedes. Um, yeah, I will, uh, I will get on that bandwagon that it's not her as well. Um, but like I said, it won't hurt business. It'd be good for business, but it won't change the business either. Um, all right. Ain't no stopping me now. As we get into the last two stories, uh, of the day, you guys, let's see here. Uh, AEW Tony Khan gets candid about Adam Cole's injuries with the magic phone, magic phone Jones popped me on, uh, on dynamite when, they just threw him back up on the screen again. And Taz is like, this is phony as fuck. Magic phone Jones. Uh, y'all, uh, um, Jim Harder says have killer cross on master shoot. You can do Vince and Jesse. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's still under contract. So him showing up on master shoot, uh, is, is probably a slim chance, but, uh, uh, it, it, you know, I'd like to see him keep his job because I wholeheartedly believe in his talent and his ability to fucking be a top, top guy. They just got to put the machine behind them. But I've seen killer cross lately. You know, not that anybody tells him anything. He can, he does whatever the fuck he wants, but he's a respectful dude. And the fact of like talking about Sammy Callahan and how much he loved working with him. And I, I did too. Um, and wants to try and bring him back in. So I'd love to see Sammy get another run because a great performer there. Um, I'm sure he's trying to get into shape in case that is a possibility. Um, but in uh, Killer Cross kind of referencing what's going on on the indies and things like that, I saw a tweet where he's like, I've heard some things and this is supposed to be a family, mafia family, and the way people are, are doing each other dirty this way is going against kind of the honor code. It's something to that effect. So he's keeping his eye on uh, in the pulse on everything in the Stooge report, but usually a WWE star wouldn't say that shit. So it makes me wonder if he has one foot out the door or not, you know what I mean? So we'll see, but if they let him go again, I mean, that's, that's ridiculous to me, bro. That is absolutely asinine. And I hope not. And I know they said they had something for him, but they scrapped it because it wasn't going to make sense. So are we back to the drawing board on a guy who's got millions of dollars written on him? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I, I got sidebar there with the chat. Appreciate you guys uh, sending those questions in. Um, y'all, uh, but Adam Cole made his highly anticipated return to All Elite being sidelined with post-concussive syndrome for the latter half of 2022. And then he jumped off the ramp during an MJF segment and uh, broke his ankle or whatever in three places. Hold on. Sneeze button.
Yala. Uh-huh. Let's see here. Um, and had to have ankle surgery, which we've seen, uh, you know, all the goofy little things with uh, Roderick Strong and, and all those dudes scooting around and slow motion peanut butter and jelly sandwich things that are just cringeworthy. But Khan uh, addresses some of the concerns at the Full Gear Media call. He says, after his head injuries, when he came back, I think he had been so hot when he came in in 2021, and for better or for worse, I don't know if people believed he was ever going to get as hot as he had been. Then in 2023, he defied all expectations. I told him at Wembley that I take more pride in this probably than anything we've done all year. There's people that didn't think he would get as hot as he had been for the peak of his career. And I believe in 2023, he's hotter than he ever was or has been. And certainly for us, he's helped move so much business. Adam Cole is one of the most important people in AEW. Well, that's a nice endorsement. Despite the frequent injury, Adam Cole then suffered a dynamite grand slam. Khan maintains a positive outlook on Cole's future and the future of AEW as a whole, spouting, or excuse, spouting, specifically touting, which could be spouting, his satisfaction with a recent AEW Wrestle Dream event. Amidst Cole's absence from the ring, MJF was tasked. Well, this just goes on and on. He likes Adam Cole. But I don't know, man. When you have an ankle injury that's that severe, bro, it's every every step you take after that, even coming off the ropes and planting that foot, dude, you're just waiting for it to go crunch. So that would be uh, nasty. My ankle hurts just even thinking about that. So I hope dude's ankle is good. And he's not a, this is one of the times not being a big guy might help you. Cause if you're a big dude and your ankles that much farther away from your shoulders and you're carrying a lot of size and mass, that's a lot of pressure and a lot of pain. Uh, I, I think not to say that he's not feeling pain, but not carrying an extra mass and being, you know, a, a guy who has a high metabolism and is never going to be a real big fat bastard like me be a lot less pressure on his knees and ankles that way but unfortunately the way he works uh is throwing knees and every other goddamn thing or flying sidekicks shining wizards in seguris and all that that shit might be out the window bro because you don't want to be doing step up insies and fucking you you, you the guy he barely has his hand up and you just brush by and your ankle snaps you know you're going to be second guessing it every time, especially if you got screws and pins, needles and pins, pins and needles in there. One more con story for the day from uh, my good friend and mentor, uh, former WWE writer. You might have heard him, Vince Russo, bro, sends a public message directed towards Tony Khan and AEW. He wrote this on X. He says, I'll never forget when Tony Khan started AEW, he took a shot at me. Not even knowing me or even having a conversation with me in an effort to get over with the cool kids by saying, when Vince Russo went to WCW, they had a, they had a hangnail. Russo proceeded to cut that whole arm off. Yeah, TK said that regardless of the fact that in my first three months at WCW, the numbers went up, which I have backed up with data right here. From there, TK admitted over and over again that Meltzer was a huge influence, huge, bro, influence on both him and the talent. So for four years now, TK's been booking for Dave, the wrestling journalist, and the smart mark crowd. And where has that gotten AEW? Where? Outside of that blip on the at Wembley, that came and went. The AEW audience has not grown one iota. Maybe it's time for something new, Tony. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, today would be a great day to look back at 25 years at WWE Survivor Series and watch and learn how successful storyline is done. You're being stubborn, man, and not listening to those who know because you want to get over with the black shirt crowd has gotten you nowhere. Nowhere. Um, and then a picture um, from Monty Python with the Black Knight with both of his arms cut off. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, uh, sure. Sure, dude. Uh, the, but that's what it goes back to. The guy had money. He loves wrestling. He, he filled a roster full of people that he liked, but that doesn't mean you got the structure. And especially when you put wrestlers that are on the show in those executive positions, it's a recipe for disaster, you know, because, any move they make that looks like they're booking themselves over is going to be instant locker room scuttlebutt. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Russo uh, takes a lot of flack from everybody, whether it's corny or fucking other stupid wrestling journalists who've never drawn a dime in this business, written a page, never had anything, even make it to TV and think of the hundreds of hours of Vince Russo creative that uh, shaped an entire era of wrestling for the next decades. Does he get any credit for that? No, he always just gets torched and flamed and thrown under the bus. And this is his pushback. And he's not even really saying, fuck you, Tony, saying this is what you said about me, bro. And you didn't even know. You don't know me. You know, you think you know me. And the reality is Tony Khan should be calling Vince Russo on the slide and allegedly having him as a consultant and helping to smarten them up or just sending ideas to get punched up. And and if Tony Khan loves wrestling so much and he wants to work with all these top guys, it would seem to me that I would want Vince Russo as my mentor. Thankfully, I have him as that and a business partner. But I would want him to be like, hey, man, how did you make this magic? Or how do you think we can do this in the cancel culture era where we walk the line of this where it's not going to blow back or how does controversy create cash here or how does sex sell here, you know? And uh, instead it's just easier to take a shot at Vince and Vince can sometimes sell for that stuff, which he has every right to, if he wants to, I, I try and no sell as much as I can till I get pissed off of over the craft and watching it be bastardized. But um, you know, to, to go at him like that, to get the rim shot joke in instead of going, fuck, I would like to get this guy's opinion. You know what I mean? It could really help us here. And then once the little war starts between better call con or whatever the ribs are every week on YouTube shorts and the ridiculousness of Meltzer having any stroke at all when it comes to booking is fucking asinine completely. Um, and that's who you're going to choose. And you made that choice instead of, going with the masters on Mount Olympus and now your numbers show the other way. So we can all say things where we put our foot in our mouth and then the numbers don't dictate that. And, you know, it's always the person at the party goes, Hey everybody watch this and goes to jump off something and then roll the fail army clip as they smash their head into the ground. Right. And that's kind of what we're seeing in the last three to four years here. So I don't know. They got this new position open, guys. Uh, you know, uh, Billy uh, <laughs> has got his thing going in NWA and then cutbacks there. It'll be interesting to see which way things go with that. Talked a little bit about that yesterday. I like the fuse with MSG. And uh, 
you know, this vice president of uh, controlling everybody. That sounds like an interesting proposition here. So maybe we'll be firing an email off, but you guys got Twitter and uh, it's at Tony Khan. So stop the app and make it happen, baby. But I appreciate you guys hanging out here on your Ride at five home here, HMG, WHMG, channelattitude.com, live on Ben Hameen YouTube channel, twitch.tv slash Hameen Media. I'll be back there on Twitch tonight uh, hanging out with uh, the SmackDown Live self-help as we uh, spin the jams and uh, watch the blue brand. And I'll be looking forward to be back on air with uh, Stevie and Vince this week. Uh, It was the wife's birthday, so... Earlier in the week, I was down in Florida, and i just been trying to recover ever since the travel from north to south and back to north again. Weather's really wreaking hell on uh, everything up here. And when your voice is uh, your money, it's tough to tough to uh, work around it, man. But uh, tomorrow, I'll be taking out all of my anger and frustration on the Nachi Mafia as it's the end of the Sopranos for them, and I got to take out the whole family. So, uh, y'all, uh, man, I'm, I've been here with my family hanging and banging in the missile silo with the Hominians, the Hameen Media faithful. Make sure you guys hang out uh, in that Hameen Media discussion group on Facebook. Thanks, T. And, uh, yeah, keep it locked here, channelattitude.com. Y'all, uh, I'm trying to, bro. I like the Sopranos. What do you want me to do? I just got to beat up some Italian guys.